Hi there, this is Greg Legro. And this is Jamie Dew. Of Fully and Completely. Autumn. You're listening to... <laughs> Welcome to Fully and Completely, the podcast that examines the entire discography of Canadian fantastic band, The Tragically Hip, and the things surrounding them, solo efforts, uh, live experiences, interviews, we've done all kinds of stuff, but mostly we're going through chronologically the discography of Canada's favorite band, The Tragically Hip. My name's Greg LeGro, I'm talking to Jamie, Jamie Dew, how are you buddy? I'm alright, how about you? I'm just thinking of this... This enormous weight we've been carrying trying to finish this. And I know. You know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, we keep expanding with the people who want to talk to us. That's, you know, we, the member yeah. of the band came to my basement to talk to us. That's, <laughs> this, has been a, this is not exactly how we expected everything to go. No. And here no. we are a uh, hundred days or more into the pandemic. Is that where we're Yeah. At? Yeah. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, I'm good. I feel like it's been a, as for everyone, like a quite a... Like a- April seems very different than now, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I I don't have any grasp of time anymore. I I my last day of being able to work was March thirteenth, which was and, a Friday. Yeah, yeah, and it was a super funny day too, because like a, a couple of days before that, I'm like, I should stock up on some groceries. I feel like shit's not good, and uh, and then I'm at work, and we're trying to figure out if there's going to be work the next week. And I was working out in this uh, these fairgrounds in Markham for this film, and uh, and the the weather just turned like the skies went. It's you know ten in the morning, but it's like the gray, like dark. It's dark out, and the wind is crazy, and it's pulling the set off of the ground. And we're trying to like cut ropes and uh, tie everything down. And everyone's screaming like we're on a ship that's going down. You know, like <laughs> cut the ropes off, pull it over here. It's like it felt like the end of the world. I'm getting emails like schools closed, daycares closed. And then, like you know, you don't you don't have a job anymore. I'm like, this is the end of the world. This is horrifying. And I <laughs> and I had gotten some stuff from Costco, but not everything. So I went to this Costco, and uh, it, huge lines, out of control. Everyone looks terrified. Eyes are like saucers. And I get inside this Costco, and they're not playing any music. <laughs> like they didn't have. I don't know. There's just like the faint din of music in stores, right? Just like, why bother? It why was, bother trying to soothe you? It was silence and nothing. No one's talking because everyone's fucking terrified. And all you hear is like the squeaking of wheels and people like frantically throwing things at carts and looking. It was like, this is insane. <laughs> I got to get home. But here we are now. It's uh, end of June. <laughs> That's right. Almost July. Almost July. It's uh, so close. I, I can taste it. I know. And then mm. what will it be? Just more of this. I don't know. I'm with my yeah. daughter all of the time, which is amazing because... She's four, and uh, you know this. I'm just saying for everyone. Oh. Uh, this I would not have had this type of experience with her if this hadn't have happened. So I'm grateful for the time. It's uh, amazing. It'll change our relationship for the rest of our lives. You know, how could it not? Right? It's uh, it's incredible. I mean, I miss talking to grownups. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We but, should do a uh, baby talk version of this one. A baby yeah, yeah. Talk, a four-year-old version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to, you know, I play with her all this. I've had to play with LOLs and stuff like that. And she's a girl bossy. She's like, oh. She's like, Daddy, talk girl. Like, I, uh, <laughs> with my gentle feminine voice. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it's good, you know. 
I'm learning about the ponies, the My Little Ponies. That's what's happening now. That's okay, man. I just put all these Studio Ghibli movies up on Netflix, so, you know, I'm good. Just watch away. Just watch away, yeah. Just enjoy that. Yeah. How are you? How are you in this whole thing? You know what? It's been pretty, you know, I guess bonkers for, for everyone. Um, with us, during the initial lockdown period, I found out I was in... <laughs> um, Gosh, what's it called? Uh, Dunedin. Dunedin, Florida mm. on March 12th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watching a baseball game when I got an email saying, you know, get home. <laughs> like, come home now. <laughs> right now. Because everything's shutting down, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I did leave. I was supposed to leave on the 13th as well, but uh, I did leave on the 13th. And the airport was so weird. It was just empty. Like yeah. quiet, just yeah. nothing. Yeah. And um, I don't know whether everybody just canceled their flights, but it was eerie. And then, you know, I had to come in quarantine for a couple of weeks. And um, I'm used to being home all day by myself. And suddenly the girls are home, like including my wife. She's got uh, an office set up in the house now and she's working from home. Mm-hmm. And the girls are here. So it's been very different, but I've enjoyed it because I didn't realize yeah. how lonesome I was <laughs> just being here by myself all the time. Yeah. But yeah, so it's been it's been pretty good. It's been um less boring and uh mm-hmm. enjoy having them around. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, I can still do what I do most of the time. I just tuck myself away in my little office space. Yeah. And then if I want stimulation, I can just go out and talk to them. (laughs) So it's perfect for me. (laughs) Nothing changes, but it all gets better. Yeah. (laughs) One more part of my uh, shopping experience on the day everything was going to shit. (laughs) So I was in Costco and there's no music. And it was like, this is like a apocalypse film or something, you know? Yeah. And and I didn't get everything I needed. Like a paper towel and toilet paper. Which I had some at home, but I'm like, well, it seems like I'm supposed to have a lot of it, and uh, so, but there was nothing, and I'm like, well, where, where could if I like, where would I get some right now? And I'm like, who's not worried right now? And it's like, rich people. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I went to Longo's, the expensive grocery store, and I roll in there, and sure enough, they have music playing, and everyone's calm and chatting, and they have fucking paper (laughs) towel shit everywhere. Like these people don't have a fucking care in the world. This is great. So I got my stuff there. But yeah, the, having the music on, it really it alters your apocalypse shopping experience. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Just, I, I went, um, our grocery store right across the street from me, which is good and bad, mm-hmm. is Sobeys. And once a week, I don't know if they're doing it now during Corona, but they were doing it before Corona for sure. Once a week, I think it was Tuesdays from seven till eight, they do a sensory uh, people that are over overly stimulated sensory wise, oh. um, you can go and shop. The lights are dim. No, none of the none of the things beep. Like when you scan something, it doesn't beep. Huh. That's um, no music, no nothing. And I went grocery shopping that way, and it was again. I wasn't worried, so I didn't have the apocalyptic feeling. Yeah, yeah. But I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> just no, you just don't realize how much shit is going on in a yeah. grocery store. Yeah. Like you said, until you go in and really experience it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just telling stories now, so whatever. I, was, I know that Sobeys across from you, and I, yeah. I drop there frequently. I was in there once, like uh, two years ago or something like that, and there was music on. 
because it was the uh, normal sensory period, I guess. And uh, uh, Huey Lewis in the news. Do you believe in love? Was playing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I love me some Huey. Anyway, I just like, hey, Huey Lewis, <laughs> and I'm doing my shopping, and I'm in this aisle, and just as the big uh, "Do you believe?" is about to hit, right, right as it hits, this employee of Sobeys is walking past my aisle, and he just leans into it and like full belts it. Do you believe? <laughs> and That's standing crazy. a few feet away from him, I guess, is his manager or whatever, who goes, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> And scares the shit out of me, jumps. And he's like, do not do that. And clearly he's had, it's like he sounded like he's had to stop him from doing it before, you know. And then Brian goes off and then the guy said, he turns to somebody else and he's like, what is wrong with him? It's a great little moment in a grocery store to, to witness. Brian! Poor Brian. Poor Brian. Just trying to believe in love. That's it. Uh, yeah. Well... Anyway, this is this is it. We haven't talked in a while. I know. Right? I mean, the last time we got together, we talked about now for plan A. Mm-hmm. And this episode, we are going to talk about um, another record that came out in that year, mm-hmm. 2014. Yeah. But this record instead, actually, now for plan A didn't come out in 2014. No. It came out in 2012. Yeah. That's why none of this is making sense. There we go. 2014. There we go. Yeah. With the Sadies. Gord. That's right. The Conquering so, Sun. That's right. That's yeah. what we're talking about. The Conquering Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, Gord had been working with the Sadies on a CBC show, and uh, they wrote some songs together. Or they played a few songs together, rather, and after that, yeah. they sort of jived, I guess. Oh, the Sadies opened for the hip uh, on, on a leg of a tour. I guess they got familiar with each other then. And the Sadies, I mean, they've worked with a bunch of people. That's kind of what they do. Like, right. They're, they're, they're a legendary... Uh, Canadian live band, uh, rock country kind of thing going on, like a dirtier country than, you know, not 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 friendly little light country, uh, and you know, explosive uh, live performances, and they you know a lot, a lot of work with like Nico Case and like you know working with people, a lot of work with Blue Rodeo and fitting in there. So they're the the perfect like auxiliary band for a lot of great Canadian talent, and they toured with Gord and Boys, and then they I guess they just they, after that they're like let's start messing around together and it seems like a, right. like a match made in heaven like basically basically like the best live bar band in canada or legendary live bar band in canada with you know the a front man whose whole thing he be you know became the best bar room front man ever and then turned that into a, a stadium persona which is which ne- is still shocking nearly impossible <laughs> that's right should not work no <laughs> but so it's quite a it's an enticing mix uh and i was quite excited hearing that that was what was coming to be with them uh, putting an album together because they just done some shows and like some covers and stuff like that, some Stooges and and some other shit, and then finally an album yeah. in in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. What else happened in well, twenty fourteen, Greg? I, I, I got some. I, I'm not even prepared. This is off the cuff. I don't even remember how we used to do this. So uh, let's talk about the Grey Cup. There's a little, sure. little Canadian football for you. That's right. Yeah, winning teams. Winning records. Well, let's let's go. Uh, a winning record team and one with just with five hundred. The nine and nine Hamilton Tiger Cats. Good God, what a season that would have to be to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get into the, anyway. Against the fifteen and three Calgary Stampeders, that makes more on paper sense. this is a mismatch. Yeah, well, Stampeders won, but only twenty to sixteen. Wow. Uh, so you know, but at least it wasn't a losing record, Hamilton. <laughs> 
That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer not a losing record. No. Um, and uh, our halftime show, Imagine Dragons. Now, that is uh, an international act. That is an international act. One that many people just hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose They're so. a, but they had some, like an aggressively they had some big, despised band. They had some big songs, though, didn't they? They've got some stuff. It's not for me. Let's, no, it I'll crosses over. I think it plays. I, I think my daughters like it. Yeah, sure. I think my daughters like it. Yeah. I will politely say, no thanks. <laughs> I just about spit my coffee all over the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> it's so weird, by the way, to be doing this not in the same room. I know this is very we've, bizarre. We've we've hauled our gear. Yeah. You know, to Jake Gold's house. We've yeah. we've we've had Paul in your house. We've, yeah. We've been in a tour bus with Chris Jericho. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're you everywhere. Know? Now we're just, yeah. I'm looking now, at a little square like a, of you. I can see you at least, which is nice. So. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad we enabled cameras. That's right. Yeah. Um, the, By the way, everyone, your camera, your cameras are all enabled. Yeah, we everyone. You all. We can see you. <laughs> that's all we've been doing is watching. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals 2014, Los Angeles Kings, New York Rangers. Um, five game series. Four to one <sighs> for the Kings. That's the luck of the NHL. Mm-hmm. You have the two biggest television markets in america and two mm-hmm. biggest cities in america mm-hmm. pitting off against one another if it goes yeah. seven games you get a reimagined Classic. love in this mm-hmm. you know in that country where they want to penetrate so badly yeah you know yeah but, but there, you, there you go four to one With, uh, <laughs> yeah what are you gonna say yeah, yeah you got whooped one team was very good <laughs> justin williams for the kings is the mvp um yeah yeah, what are you gonna? Uh, no one likes a blowout except for me in the '90s as a Bulls fan. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, Michael Jordan uh, last dance? I have, I've watched nothing. You watched? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just building stuff. Yeah, you, you watched that or the? Remember Tiger King when that was stuff? That's, I did watch that, Tiger. That feels like Sorry. three years ago to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> I don't even remember his name. Joe Exotic. That's right. Yeah. That okay. I did watch that. I got caught okay. up in the Zeitgeist okay. there. Right. I didn't get caught up in the in the um the Jordan Zeitgeist. Uh-huh. I don't know why, because that would be one I would enjoy. It's very it's a good sign. I mean people were like, it didn't get deep or anything like that. Like, who cares? We're all just let's just remember how amazing that time was. Yeah. It's I mean, fine. if you're a Bulls fan. Or I mean almost everyone was. Even if you weren't a Bulls fan, you were because it was because it was insane. Yeah. It was Absolutely. insane. How good and fun it was. And so is the documentary. It's good and fun. He's very competitive. It's a delight. Anyway. So producing this new record yeah. is the Sadies themselves. Yeah. And that's a good thing mm-hmm. um, based on their discography. They've been around the block, like you say. Yeah. Yeah. How long have they been around? The Sadies? Like uh, a ballpark. I feel, I feel like early-ish 90s or something. Okay. Maybe earlier. I, I honestly, I'm not a Sadies expert by any means. No, me neither. Um, uh, 94. 94. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, about the CanCon heyday, like when bands started, yeah. right? Yeah. And say so, they're alternative countries, your basic genre here, um, which is like a, a genre I enjoy, but don't... Uh, you know, fat, yeah, I don't... fascinate in very much, you know. But if I do want my country, I usually would want some alternative version of it or very old. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Two very different genres, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, full disclosure, when this album came out, I was disappointed in it. 
Really? Okay. I, was, I think I wanted something with more bombast or something. There's stuff I like. Like Crater kicks it off, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I felt like I never got, I never got the big groove out of this album that I wanted. So I really kind of discarded it when it came out, and I, it was ages before I went back to it. I've very much warmed to it now that I have removed my expectations from the album and just listened to the album for what it is as opposed to what I want it to be. Um, which is a hard thing to do with stuff, but you got to do it. You can learn to appreciate more. That's my tip for the day. Um, <laughs> and uh, I still, my I'm going to go right at the top before we talk about this album. It is my least favorite solo gourd. But I still, okay. th- but I still, I want to qualify by saying, still think it's very good, very good, excellent. Got songs I absolutely love on it. But it was a, it took work for me to get into it, and my initial response was, I wanted more. Well, some, you know, a record has to, there has to be a last place record. You know, like there just, there just does when you're ranking them. There's five records. Yeah. One of them is going to be your fifth favorite. Yeah. It's not disparaging the mm-hmm. other four records or saying that. This one is not good. Exactly. Revisiting the um, we're the same argument, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah. I I think of the records I've listened to because I've stayed away from the two most recent records just based on history. Yeah. Um, I think that of the records I've gotten so far, it would be my least favorite as well. Mm-hmm. I like the the dirty raw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you said bombast, and that's a that's a great word. Like some, you're, you're covering Iggy and the Stooges. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I want some of that. I want in that there. totally. And now, listen, you get it a little bit. You get it a little bit on this record. Well, you you open the record. Let's let's go track by track. Let's do it, Crater. song that just kicks your ass yeah and <laughs> i'm just feeling it you know and it's like it's uh so i read somewhere someone uh comparing it to guided by voices a bit and i get that still it's even a more punchier than them but i feel like this album kind of has a guided by voices energy and if it, i uh, what i mean by that in case you're not super familiar with guided by voices they're a very prolific band pumping out work and they're all they were known for the lo-fi lo-fi sound right like they almost sounded more like ideas for songs than songs but it was there was this inclusivity and magic about that yeah so much so that when they decided they're like well here's a fully produced done album with mag earwig people were pissed off even though (laughs) that album's amazing (laughs) the the first five or six are all i mean I like a lot of it. I like even the new stuff, but the first yeah. five or six records oh. are all really good. Oh yeah, they're really something. Um, and so, like, there is like a work in progress energy to this album uh, that I think is akin to to G- uh, GBB. Um, so, Crater, though, I mean, man, what a punch! What a here you go. And I feel like yeah, like a crater opening in the center of the earth of this <laughs> enormous, you know, creative powerhouse that's been created by this band. That sounds a little almost intimidating. 
Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I have the word pulsating written down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like this song, it was a single. Yeah. So not only is it, you know, your leadoff track, but it's your leadoff single. It's luring people toward this record. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what they get is different than what this song is. This yeah. song isn't a great representation of the rest of the record. And that's not an indictment. It's just... No. It's just what it is. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's one other song that gets up in this sort of zone on this album. I, I'd say just only one other one that I feel like matches this uh, uh, intensity or this bar. Okay. Hey, well, Kevin, not that that means the other ones aren't good. I just mean for what you're selling with Crater as your first single, only one of the songs. That's right. That's right. I love that it. I love that it starts with "Hello there." Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. It, you can almost picture them walking out on the stage, yeah, got their instruments, yeah. starting to play, yeah. and just "Hello there." There we know? go. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a not a big idea about what this is, but I love the lyric. I love the lyric. Getting crushed in our, getting crushed in our dreams. Oh wow, my eyes are so bad. Getting crushed <laughs> in our dreams, or the dreams. Or in our dreams, doing all the crushing. Mm -hmm. I've just butchered this lyric, no, you, but it's, it's right. good nevertheless. It there, <laughs> <laughs> His, I find um, the lyrics on this album much like that sort of vibe of like in progress. That I feel like they're extra vague. Now, uh, did you did you look up the lyrics on the arts and crafts webpage? Like on the Sadie, it's like uh, the back of the Sadie's record. No, I just Google searched them. I, okay, so I've got a couple cool things then. Oh, give me really, some stuff, man. Open my eyes. That really, when you say that, mm -hmm. um, we'll get into it as we hit as we hit the songs. But there are several songs on this record that are dedicated to specific people, mm -hmm. and there's a a link through this record that at one moment when I heard one of the songs, like my head jerked back, like it was right. like, oh my gosh, like. I felt like one of those people who had the uh, map with the red string, you know, all around it, like, yeah. um, like all these clues and everything <laughs> like that. And all of a sudden this one song comes on and it's like, holy shit, this, this all fits together. But then you just said something that makes it fit together even more. And that is the second to last song on the record is dedicated to Virginia Woolf. And if you read um, her wiki entry, mm -hmm. Uh, it it mentions that you know she was one of the first authors that really popularized stream of consciousness oh. writing. Oh yeah, and uh. so when you say these ideas, you know what I mean, and not fully formed songs. Mm -hmm. Um, one side of me wants to argue with you a little bit when we get into these different clues, and then the other side is like, no, you're you're bang on. These are this is his notebook, and there are fragments mm -hmm. and things going on in these songs that uh, that we get. Well, I, I mean. When I like, it feels to me like it almost feels like a band working off of the floor, you know, like in yeah. in the room, and you know, sometimes you don't have all the stuff tinkered with yet. But it's not a it's it's a band that feels like that you shouldn't tinker, you know, and just let well, the a, let the thing breathe and be what it is, you know. From a Gord perspective, too, I got to think he's done enough solo records at this point, yeah. But this is the first solo record he's doing with another band, yeah, or different you know, than like, his regular. That's right. Yeah. Like this is a this is a published band yeah. that is on their own in theoretical competition with the Tragically Hip, mm -hmm. you know, and he's now fronting them. Yeah. 
that's got a that's got to change up the way you go into the studio to write. Oh, absolutely, as well, wouldn't it? Oh, one hundred percent. Just out of your loyalty yeah. to the to the boys, or just uh, once you're in the room with different people, it's gonna you know uh, your words will start to come out differently. You're you're you know you're you're gonna be you're, you're headspace will be somewhere else what you're thinking about will change or how you know there's lots of stuff that goes into who you're in the room with and your comfortability levels um good bad or different doesn't matter like it it affects the art absolutely yeah greater though (laughs) yeah that's a good one that's a good one it's a fucking hell of an opener that's uh, that's how you start this shit uh and then we move on to the title track Significant step down in our energy level, but yes, very good song. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great tune. Uh, and it's got like there's a, something that would become consistent on this album. Some of these drum fills and little uh, rhythm changes that happen throughout have kind of like a, a little bit of a, a, a throwback to some 60s pop. Um, that I that I enjoy. Sometimes they lean right the hell into it, but there's like this little hint of it with the. Uh, 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 on the choruses here with a, a nice percussion choice. Um, yeah, it's a great song. Um, this this is where I got turned off six years ago when I bought this though, where I was because like, eh, you were like, oh, what, greater, what, wow, what, this what, is fucking great. Keep it going. <laughs> what, what, and then what's the slow? Right, boys, we're gonna bring it down a little yeah, bit now. Yeah, yeah, but it's a great tune. I like the lyrics. I like the hook. Uh, yeah. What do you What do you got on this one? What do you think this is about? Oh God. <laughs> Well, there's a couple things. There's a couple things that are really strange. One of the lyrics is "whippoorwill," yeah, but it's hyphenated, so yeah. it's "whip poor will," right? And I'm not suggesting that anybody is saying William needs to be whipped. I am. Right. I am saying rather that you know it sounds like a prisoner longing for his partner, plotting for an escape. You know, and I just picture working in the daytime in the prison yard. You know, mm-hmm. thinking about you know this person that you want to break out to to meet and then you know that person is the one who you know whip and they have a they have and they're poor but they have the will you know mm-hmm. i like that i mean there is definitely a working in the sun yeah thing going on here um i mean that the prison imagery is definitely there I, yeah i'm into that because i i don't have another possibility <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I love that. I mean, it's beautiful language, you know. Oh, yeah. Day is your word. Night is the glue. Ah, that's wonderful. That's yeah. the work. Day is your word. Night is the glue. Wonderful stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great song. But, uh, yeah, you know, for young me, young, <laughs> six years ago me, I was like, I don't know. Uh, then we get to Los Angeles Times. Okay. This is where this is where it begins. Uh, what begins? The... This whole little riddle mystery thing. So yeah. you said, then we get Los Angeles Times, yes. and I cut you off. Yes. Well, I, and there we are, Los Angeles Times. Oh, okay, got Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
glass of liberty and a glass of something else. May we be at ease with ourselves. Los Angeles Times to all the star-free nights and the sweet sunshine. May we be at ease with ourselves. And then I saw you. Song. I took. I took me a while to get into. I love it. I do too. <laughs> I but love this song. I mean, again, six years ago, I'm like, I'm not feeling this at all. And it has like that little, you know, can't take my eyes off of you. Vibe. I couldn't not think Frankie Valley. And I'm like, are we doing sure. a thing? Is sure. I okay with that? I guess I am. And anyway, that's fair. It- What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to, like, you know, remember my first reactions. Now I quite like this song. Um, and I love that it's this sort of, you know, I don't know, the examination of uh, uh, you know, criticism of art, and you know, like being in the world yet not in it. You know, and uh, yes. the, the illusion of humanity and artistry and celebrity. You know, yes, uh, that marriage of artistry and celebrity for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, that uh, and that's time. great. That's the uh, yeah, like that. And it's not like Los Angeles Times. It's like kind of like a play on word. Like it's, we're talking about the LA Times newspaper, but we're talking about like the Los Angeles Times, like where that was our. Our celebrity times, or we dipped our toe into the into the That's into right. the big pool times. You know, <laughs> it was that that time, uh, and I, yeah, I, I like that notion. That. You know, it's pretty good. Can't take my eyes off of you. I've forgotten who it is that we're drinking to. Yeah. That's that's uh, <laughs> you know, from a character that you've created here. That's a man. You know, he's he's in a bar. He's at the head of the table. He's he's um, Gregorius and. Uh, gregarious rather <laughs> he's not a monk <laughs> <laughs> he's gregarious he's got all the things and then somebody walks into the room and he absolutely has no clue what he's talking about yeah. so he's as vapid as some of these other people that you're talking yeah about, yeah right? absolutely oh so cool yeah cool too man very now good. this song is dedicated yeah to <laughs> Sorry, it sounded like I was ready to play you a song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, this song. Is dedicated <laughs> um, that song, Los Angeles Times, is dedicated to Walter Von Tilburg Clark. So I opened up the Wikipedia machine yeah, and yeah. pulled him up. Yeah. And Walter Von Tilburg Clark mm-hmm. is an American novelist. Um, was an American novelist and short story writer and educator. He ranks as one of Nevada's most distinguished literary figures of the 20th century. And he wrote a couple books that were made into films. One is called The Oxbow Incident and one is oh. called Track of the Cat. Oh. So uh, he, he was a prolific writer and of the American West. So there's, again, this whole... You know, this whole... You were saying Sadie's as his alt-country band. Mm. There's this... I think this is Gord's Western record. There's a couple tracks on this yeah, that are yeah. like not honky tonk. Well, spaghetti. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. That's all right. It was a good train to be on. I was having fun. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with the the western. Like a like, I feel there is a spaghetti western vibe to this album. Uh, yeah. On more songs, some songs more than others. That's right. Especially it's not uh, through. It's not. It's not. It's not through. Consistent. No, but, it's, but there. it's there, and it's it is there in Los Angeles times. Yeah, for sure. It's not in the next song. <laughs> no. no. I know you keep hoping history might change. That hope comes in a yellow dress and all the little things that stay the same. One night I promise, tonight's top. There's no need for drama. This is one good fast job. Planes dropping paper, jets dropping scissors. Pretty soon all them chimps are becoming regular wizards. And there's what was promised. There's what was This song sounds like just like a barroom rock classic from 1988 or something like that to me. Yes. It's a real throwback. Like, it's a little, I, I generally found it to be a little light uh, sure. on this album, but it's too fun to not enjoy, you know? It, but it, it feels like, just like I mean, I feel like this song feels like a time machine. It does not sound like 2014. It sounds like a up-and-coming bar band and, you know... Uh, in 1980, you know, seven, 88, something like that to me, you know, and it has that kind of like barroom bravado with that sort of, we're going to have like a, a, you know, a heisty sort of vibe in our title. And, I have the word, I have the word yeah, heisty yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, and then they do this, this is a song where the bridge is straight up sixties pop with the, this is a big, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it almost seems like a little tongue and cheeky to go there. Cause it's so on the nose, you know? Uh, psychedelic pop like circa 1967 or something you know like the bridge and kind of a drag by the Buckinghams or something you know right. like a little like it's a little goofy <laughs> but that's good and that's great and that's like when you got great musicians are like let's do a 60s thing and everyone's like this thing right bang and just fall into it and like and that's how you do it and it sounds right on there the I had so to the, look I had to go I had to laugh chunk so 60s there's a couple lyrics that jumped out at me yeah. <laughs> one was the rock I have written down rock paper scissors with a chimp, but he's talking about uh, airplanes, rock, jets, scissors, mm-hmm. and then the next line is that um, the chimps are becoming wizards. <laughs> and I just thought of this, you know, scientific experiment. I was I was trying to think like where is he coming from on this, like um, like with some of these lyrics. Mm. So it made me examine the rest of the lyrics more, and I came across this lyric where he's talking about. A, a direction given by a director. Yeah, it is, so that's what like it sounds Wel- like. Welbin and Fonda are referenced in here, so it sounds like. A, so that's obviously Henry Fonda. Yeah, so right? make it a cheap movie, or a, you know, <laughs> sounds cool. So I, the I budget's Google, running out. You got to get through it. I copy and paste yeah. Wellman and Fonda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google it. Yeah. A movie comes up, and the movie is The Oxbow Incident, which is oh, written by the guy that he dedicated the previous, the previous song, song to. to. So, what? What the hell? What's going? On? What's going on here, Gordon? Yeah. Like, and I have written down that I don't think that the chorus, um, I don't think that the chorus, uh, sells, I, I think that the chorus sells the song short a little bit. Like, I sure. think that the way it's structured and, and the way it is, it doesn't, it's like you say, they, they just don't have the second gear or whatever it is in some of these songs. Well, those, yeah. When you go over it for your, you know, your revising edit, we're like, this has to punch up. We need, you know, yeah. let's get our themes tighter here or whatever. This feels like a little bit like he, maybe he was read that, you know, was reading the book, then thought of the movie. Who doesn't like Henry Fonda? 
And, you know, was like, what's uh and, you know, maybe it was a movie that he knew for whatever reason was, you know, on a shoestring budget and just like, get, you know, they uh, like limited time, you know, like when they used to reuse yeah. sets, you know, and like Roger Corman's like, I'm going to add that. Don't take the set down. One more movie. We'll shoot it this weekend, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, that kind of shit, you know, just one quick job. It'll be great. You're going to have a good time. Don't worry about it, you know. I just feel like he's doing tricks right now, mm-hmm. you know, so far. And we're only a couple songs in. Yeah. That are next next level. And this band that he's playing with, they just can't keep up to that kind of mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. that kind of poetic intellect that he's got. Right. You know, they just can't quite keep up. Yeah. And that's where his band just always his solo both his solo band and of course the Tragically yeah. Cap, they just work so well together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The maybe the the emotional chemistry just isn't there. There, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to when you're writing songs and you're not the lyricist and the vocalist. It's hard to know what the song's about. Maybe you don't know how to. Yeah. You know, it's hard where it becomes when you're playing with someone for a long time. You start to get it, and you know, you're you can you know, the shorthand makes a lot of sense, right? So something that's getting really complicated and heady in like a bar room garage band country thing. Oh, it's you know maybe they're missing it a bit. So. Because I did, I don't want to. I don't want to speak negatively on anyone's playing, but like the, the the backing, the musician, the the, the song backings aren't as dynamic no. as I want. Yeah, I think that's no. what was always lacking for me with this. This record needs a little bit more love. It does, you know, in that something regard. something punching up there. Yeah, yeah. So the next song we get is "It Didn't Start to Break My Heart Until This Afternoon." As country song a title, oh, yeah, as there could be. Yes, yeah, it's the punk, you know, it's a, but it's not a country. No, but it's not really a country. It's song. not the punkiest kind of song on here. This is yeah. the, this is the only one that like gets into that crater vibe for me. This is the yes. other crater song. I love this song. Yeah, yeah. lots of bravado. Oh, yeah, well, we fought like two Irans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this song rocks. I have written. Uh, it's so oh, good, Jamie. I don't want the freedom Ooh. you want. That's well, that's really something. He was working on another gear here. Yeah, yeah. I love that thing. It didn't start to break my heart until this afternoon. That kind of, you know, when something just like slowly eating at you. Yes. Creeping up. And then you have yes. that moment where it's like you're like, oh. <laughs> it's crushing. Yeah, yeah it's huge. I like it. well, that's why I picture almost that, that one of the verses he talks about loading the dishwasher yeah, or something totally. like that. Yeah, totally. That's. 
And then it just washes over you at that yeah. moment. You're just doing something mundane. And, and like, then all of a sudden it's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a great song. Drive it like we stole it. <laughs> like, um, man. <laughs> Budget shoes My sleeping boots They slow down the wind You said we get this wrong It weighs a fortune It weighs a fortune Can't go to sleep in the valley of Here's your spaghetti western. Totally. This song is uh, yeah. banging western. I love this dude. This is a, I like this song a lot. Um, this, uh, yeah. For the down tempo stuff, this is my favorite on here. A lot. I like the, the building intensity uh, of his vocals throughout the songs. Um, the, I, for the slower stuff or mid tempo songs on this album, I feel like the dynamics are happening here the best. Uh, we're using that same little tricky drum fill that they use in uh, in the title track, uh, but it's slower and it's more effective here. Um, and these lyrics are like, I'm trying. It's like there's something going. Do you got any dedications on this one? Okay. Yep. Yeah, lead me somewhere. What's happening here? All right. So this song is dedicated to Evan S. Canal, and I look up Evan S. Canal, and he's a science fiction writer. Or he's a fiction writer. And he's written a bunch of books, but the most prestigious thing that he's ever received um, for writing is the Los Angeles Times Book Prize. He's the fucking no, he's artist. The guy. He's got to be the protagonist, or not the protagonist, yeah, yeah, but the artist he's, he's the that subject. is being referred to yeah. in that song. Well, fuck. What is going so on here? So there he here? is receiving his award, and then Gord's in the crowd. You know, Gord's in the in the crowd as this gregarious you know guy having a toast and then somewhere else across the room somebody walks in and he becomes this you know vapid <laughs> los angelite wow. and this guy's receiving his award and fuck, you got four songs now that all of a sudden are linked together yeah, i to drop some acid and listen to this album man. <laughs> <laughs> pretty far out though right oh i'm curious what if there's a book then that relates to this i mean I wanted to know who in the quotations is saying, we get this wrong, it weighs a fortune. Which, well, that's a, quite a line. It's in quotations, and when Gorge tends to do that, it means he's literally quoting someone else's ah. piece, right? So, I mean, unless he, I mean, maybe it's him. That's a fucking hell of a line, though. Very, very good. Yeah, uh, wonderful lines. I, I want to know if there's a book that's connected to a specific story. I'm really curious now that there's a line happening. Anyway, this is a great tune and a great intensity at the end. Really, I'm really feeling Gord's vocal in the second half of the song very much.
So we, um, we've got a Western motif again, sort of happening with the desert. Um, you know, it's not a Western sounding song, but again, no, it's got this, you know, it's got the wind swept, you know, yeah, dusty vibe to it. This is the musical version of creating a Western yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, but it feel like this is like if you're watching like a long Western, it changes scenery. Or like, eh, mm-hmm. I thought we were doing uh, okay. What's what's going on now in this film? <laughs> and uh, I was, am I going to look at my phone? I don't want to look down at my phone. I'm trying to watch a movie. Um, I get so this a little. Uh, I'm bored. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So let me let me open the song up. For please, you a please. Bit. This song doesn't tie into our our story angle here, okay. but it is dedicated to Dr. Helen Caldicott, mm-hmm. who Helen Caldicott is a um, an advocate for uh, nuclear weapons disarmament. Oh, and uh, you know, uh, opposing the use of nuclear power, oh. depleted uranium, mutations, nuclear weapons, nuclear weapons proliferation, and military action in general. Uh, she was, you know. Mainly in the 70s and 80s, she became a leader in the anti-nuclear movement. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, as yeah. it was beginning, she was at the forefront. And um, when you read that, when you get access to that information, suddenly this desert that he's talking about is a desert that might be, mm. there might be a little bit more at jeopardy. Yes. Right? Oh, that's interesting. That really... There's a lyric, there's a lyric about... Because um, the sun goes down along the shadow of this incredible war. Yeah, that that's sort of. Uh, he talks about an incredible war as visible war. Mm. Oh, he talks about the accident that you say oh, is yeah. the accident ever over anymore. Yeah. So you know when you invoke the word accident, mm-hmm. you know, and you're talking about uh, you're dedicating a song to somebody. To me, that's like a a real clue, and it's got to be read as you know, sort of an anti-war song to me. To me, mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I I I, I wouldn't have. Landed on that necessarily? No, uh, no, me neither. That's why we got. That's why we get. Just maybe I was a little bit, uh, you know, disinterested, or I find myself like, "How does the melody of this song go?" I can't lose it. My familiarity goes away. I would Hmm. have. That's a really interesting. uh, If you were to play me a song right now, I wouldn't be able to tell you what it was until the right vocal came in. Yeah, any of the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't had enough time with it either. I guess that's fine. Uh, Then we get to Devil Enough. Making me drop things I can't hold my cup My state of being Isn't what it was The light, the light and My eyes are just What's hard shut Devil enough Yeah Fighting words and I'm tired and stained. Good thing you hate being entertained. And the lights, the lights don't give it another thought. Tonight, tonight, devil enough. Devil enough. Yeah. Which is another one. Like, what is, how does this go? But I, this song's pretty good. 
This one I would know. I take back my previous statement. I would know it because of the mandolin. Yes. Yes. A, you get that Queen of the Furrows sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of vibe with the mandolin. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is another one where I feel like this is maybe, you know, this is the incident or the, 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 the what's leading up to the thing that won't break his heart until tomorrow afternoon. Uh, oh, you know, wow. like this is just there's just a devil enough in all this stuff. These little things. It's all these little like pinpricks of of discomfort and uh, and argument and uh, disagreement. Right. Just like and, yeah. and like having difficult like I just I'm having trouble holding the cup and this sort of thing. Like I just I just equate that and link it to the dishwashing of a moment of that song. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if there's deeper metaphor, I'm not seeing. Well, I'm not seeing it, but uh, it, 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 it feels I like, like a suffocating, uh, a suffocating disagreement. You know, yeah, not all yeah. in one big bang, but it's just you know, it's just like these little. Like, there's just enough devil in all of it to, yeah, yeah, to ruin you. I yeah, I really like I really like this one. Nice lot. dude. Um, so I'm free disarraying yeah. this one. He is the one that is dedicated to Virginia Woolf. enough about Virginia Woolf's writing mm-hmm. like you know other than really super surface sure. I could probably Likewise. name a few books yeah, yeah. Um, um, but the only thing like I say that jumped out at me was the whole idea of you know sort of writing freestyle and uh, with that narrative mm-hmm. free. yeah is, is this like the existential dread version of Friday I Am In Love is that uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's going through the days and, you know, what will completely uh, shatter you or take you out of it. I don't It's not disarray. It doesn't necessarily mean bad. Um, it's just uh, scattered and, uh, you know, uh, uh, unorganized. That can be good, too. Um, but he goes through these different days and all of them he's free uh, for whatever is easy or, you know, I like the, that line. If it's Wednesday, I'm free. Though the road will broadcast the mood um, of the sky. I love that. I don't know. Just I have spent so much time at work driving. There's such a, I don't know, connection to the day and the experience and my my coping with it by how I am on it. Well, you know, the road in front of me. Sometimes yeah. is a, 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 a form of catharsis or it's a, you know, a metaphor for the difficulties ahead and trying to. Work your way through bullshit drivers that don't use a turn signal. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It's like a series of, it seems stream of consciousness, series of scenarios it that really can does. unravel you and or elate you, you know. Yeah, it's very stream of yeah, consciousness. Yeah, it's all over there, but I'm into it. I feel it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like yeah. it. Don't love it, but yeah, like it's it. It's on the road with me. I can I can get behind that. But I will tell you what song I do love. Maybe my favorite song on the record Mm -hmm. is a song called Saved. 
nothing could be saved. It all goes away. Nothing can be saved. But the music is so loud, it flaps my pantalette. When you're in one of your states, you say, get over. Great vocal performance. Yeah, uh, he's really he's really got a great melody in this song. They are um, the song is stark, mm-hmm. wonderful, and uh, you know fills a lot of space. <clears throat> um, and I, I feel like uh, uh, what I I don't know now. There's all this other stuff to think about <laughs> with this album, but I always took there's something about playing festivals. Um, yes, in these lyrics, you know, the water. That's 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 exactly what I get. Yeah. Him standing in a crowd at another festival. Yeah, you know, the water costs more than the wine, and there's yeah. there's never enough of it. Because um, you know, I don't know if you've read to a big like Coachella or Lollapalooza, yeah, yeah. but that yeah, water's fucking expensive there. It's insane, yeah. and there's it's never enough. Yeah, the wine's not but it's the wine's worth not it. cheap either. But. <laughs> but it's worth it when the music is so loud that it can move your pant legs. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good, you know. That's great. Yeah. Um, this song is bittersweet for me uh, because I do love it. And I feel like 10 songs in, they found their groove. Right. They, they really, obviously, you know, that's not taking sequencing into account, but you know what I mean. Um, and it leaves me wanting more of this collaboration. Yeah. I would have liked like, a, a second record. Second record of these. could have been really fabulous. I think so too. A lot of promise. Um, but you know what? These kind of albums can be uh, gifts in their own right because you get to see a different stage of songwriting, a different stage sure. of artistry and sure. performance, and you know, and what that all is, or you know, what it is, what the reality is, maybe for you know the the local gigging band. You know, they don't have time. To, like it's not their job to make an album. You make it when you have, you right. write your songs when you have time. You practice once or twice a week at best. You know, and that's so maybe the, all the nuances doesn't get there. You know, like the, and this is that level. This is that. You know, like let's get the thing together. We'll do, ah, good enough. Let's put it out. Let's put just put it out. It's fine. We need something. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's all right. It's 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 a different uh, step in the uh, creative recording process, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so that's good. You, you should see all of the layers behind the onion. So, and, that's what we're doing. and it's a good album, man. Again, I don't want to uh, poo poo on it, but it's a very good album. No, I would take it over a lot of other bands best oh, fuck yeah. work <laughs> just to have Gord. Yeah. I think this is some of his strongest, uh, lyric writing. Uh, even though some of it is, uh, hard to wrap your head around, <laughs> hard, uh, hard to wrap your head around. And, and that's not to take away from any of the hip records. Like when I say that, I mean, really, truly that, um, it's, it's 
wonderfully conceived, mm. you know? There are hip records that are more, yeah, that he's way more in the groove, sure. you know, lyric-wise. Oh, yeah. but, uh, but still, great. Yeah, I just think he's got this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bet the tour for this was a, a good time. Yeah, if you went to the tour, send us an email at info at fullyincompletely.com or probably just put it in the Facebook group, actually. Yeah, please do. Fuck email. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Well, this isn't stupid. No. Though. We need to do this again soon. I think when so. I, I think our next one is, I think it might be Man Machine Paul. I think you might be right. <clears throat> yeah. And then we and then round it out with a, gourds. a couple gourd yeah. records and uh, a movie. <clears throat> and then, you know, that's the end of the road. That's pretty much us. we're there. Unless we yeah. interview somebody again. Yeah. Who knows with that? And we've got, uh, our, we got our irons in the fire there. Yeah. There There's might a couple be something. Might be. A couple interesting things. Some kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Until then, though, yeah. pick up your shit. Thanks for listening to Fully and Completely, a Tragically Hip podcast. For more information about Greg, Jamie, or any of our guests, please visit duvera.com. That's D-E-W-V-R-E dot com. Send a letter to the show at info at fullyandcompletely.com. To join our Facebook group, go to facebook.com slash groups slash fullyandcompletely. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Fully Podcasts. And hey, don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Duvra! Podcasts and such.